Greetings fans, welcome to a solo edition of Shy Lounge. I am your host, the Sensational One Shinblade, and like I said a couple seconds ago, I'm running this solo. So for those who want to know, uh, Mika Villas could not be here due to scheduling conflicts, nor could Operation Joe, and nor uh, to uh, Davino as well. Um, I was holding out for them for... Uh, to appear on this podcast because there's a lot of news, there's a lot of discussion topics. I am going to uh, revisit those when I when they return. Uh, most particularly, Mika Villas. Um, I, I want you guys to hear her thoughts about what I'm going to talk about. Um, I'm just back from a summer break. I feel great. I feel good. Um, at first, was a hot cicada summer. Uh, you know, the cicadas were uh, invading the United States after 17 years. They do it after 17 years. Um, and it happens for about a month, so that's over now. Uh, I'm still vaccinated. COVID is still such a thing. People not masking, people not vaccinating themselves, and people still dying of COVID-19. So nothing really has changed the same except for things in the world of wrestling which that I'm going to uh, talk about on this episode and for future episodes, you know. So I want to uh, get the cat out the bag per se. We all know this. It happened uh, as of this recording about a number of weeks ago. But man, was it so awesome that CM Punk have returned to professional wrestling after either seven years or 16 years depends on the way you want to look at it um i didn't watch this on AEW rampage i barely watch uh, AEW dynamite as it is i don't watch AEW dark so i'm missing a lot on dark um because there's so much wrestling going on in the week and i try to catch up with the bullet points that people do talk about even though of myself i watch nxt uk I watch NXT UK, and nobody that I know really watches watches that uh, show. So CM Punk returning for the first time in many many years after abruptly departing WWE, um, and also his small stint on the backstage show. But I don't count that because that was Fox, a contract with Fox instead of WWE. Um, it was awesome. It was great. It was very refreshing. The only thing I didn't like about it was that AEW kept uh, throwing out Matt, like loads of hints and loads of references to CM Punk about this situation. And I thought it would have been better if he just walked out and shocked everybody. And also for those who uh, are forgetting or don't know at this time... That certain states and certain venues have opened themselves back up. 
whether it be COVID restrictions or no COVID restrictions or verification or no verification, we are now starting to come back to life as we used to have it two years ago, starting with uh, sports venues and maybe a few concert halls. So CM Punk returned on AEW Dynamite, shocked the world, blew up the world. People were going nuts in the arenas. People were going nuts in their households. Um, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over the internet. And that shows you how much of an impact somebody can be. Now, I was really glad that he didn't shoot on WWE as people would think so. Even though he had his remark about returning to pro wrestling after being gone since 2005. Um, I thought that was the greatest shot to WWE. It wasn't any references, no brass rings, no Vince McMahon, no son-in-law, uh, no developmental system. He just went up there and said, I feel good to be back. He was emotional. He uh, pointed out Darby Allin as his first opponent at AEW's All Out. And I thought it was excellent that he didn't go after the AEW championship like a lot of ex-WWE and fans would think that they would do. So he went his own route. Um, I don't know CM Punk personally. I know of him generally just like a wrestling fan. I met him. I took pictures with him uh, wearing a Washington Capitals hockey shirt. Even though he's a Chicago Blackhawks fan. It was um, a, a great experience or whatever. So... Um, the reactions, like I said, people were crying in the crowd. Uh, I guess people were saying that babies were being tossed. And people were were so excited. They blew their lungs out in the United Center. That's how you do it. Now, on the back end, I heard many people say that Punk wasted his opportunity. Uh, primarily, Booker T said that. Which, I don't even know what Booker was watching. I don't know what mindset he was watching. I respect Booker T. But... He, uh, I tried to figure out what he was talking about, and the fact that he didn't shoot on WWE like other released WWE talent or WWE talent that quit was a plus for me because it's all run down to the ground, and I guess a certain uh, group of fans expect that. I don't think personally anybody can go more entertaining than the late Brody Lee when he was shooting on Vince McMahon in those vignettes. Um, so that was great. He called out uh, Darby Allen for for All Out. Um, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. So WWE, and for some form of fashion, think that they didn't thought they didn't panic. But to me, I think they panicked because that same weekend when Punk came back to wrestling, SummerSlam was on a Saturday night, which was odd for WWE pay-per-view, but I can get with that. And Brock Lesnar made a made a surprising return at the end of the Universal Universal Championship match. I'm sorry, I got the window up. I'm trying to let the breeze in here. Um. So if you hear anything, just don't mind that. So Brock Lesnar returned to in my in my uh, perception, he returned due to WWE's response to AEW and CM Punk. Uh, 
Vince McMahon called him up, put him on the jet, uh, backed the Brinks truck up, sent him a big old check and said, I want you on SummerSlam. Came back with the man bun and all, so I guess I would say man bun Lesnar made a return to WWE and we're going to see him for uh, sparingly for a couple of months. Maybe even the next year's WrestleMania. That That's going to tell in the future. Um, I watched SummerSlam over the over that weekend. I watched only half of it that Saturday night and I turned it off and watched it Sunday afternoon before NXT TakeOver because I was actually bored. I was bored with SummerSlam, which was which is crazy. Because I enjoy I, I, I enjoy some of the things that WWE puts out, even though WWE as far as front office and their dealings are concerned are not that great, or at least what is being uh, put out in the rumor mill. So I was let down by SummerSlam because one of the matches that I wanted to watch didn't happen. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. They were saying that Sasha Banks wasn't cleared to wrestle, but yet they still went on with advertisements up until that day where people got let down. And they put out Carmella, which he had, to me, Rey Mysterio. Uh, he, you know, from Rey Mysterio in 2014, uh, coming out number 30 in the, in the Royal Rumble instead of Brian Danielson. So that's not a big thing on Rey Mysterio, but you know what I'm talking about. So Carmella came out and she was shoved aside by Becky Lynch, who returned who returned for the first time in about a year or so uh, after her pregnancy announcement. Gave birth to a beautiful baby. Uh, she kept trolling fans uh, when she's coming back, and she finally came back. And for Becky Lynch to be so over with the audience, this kind of flopped as far as, a, as far as a return because she beat Bianca Belair in less than probably about a minute or so, and she was the new champion. But what a lot of people wanted to see, if not Sasha Banks, they wanted to see Becky Lynch beat Bianca Belair in a reasonable uh, extended wrestling match. So if it took 10, 15 minutes for Becky Lynch to become the new champion, it would have been fine with the audience because they wanted to see something of that nature. And, I, you know, medical is medical. If Sasha Banks is out, I don't know anything about that. But if she is out, then, you know, it, it's justified to pause all the the ad space and the, the uh, advertisements of that match and maybe put somebody in that match. Maybe you could advertise Carmella, which would have been let down to fans, but Becky Lynch would have shocked fans. And that's what WWE was missing in a bit, even though they gave the shock to Brock Lesnar. So, um... I watched it and, you know, Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Roman Reigns won it, uh, which was a given because John Cena is coming back for about two seconds. And he has films and late night show appearances and all of this work. I just basically call John Cena retired, um, you know, compared to what he says that he's never leaving WWE. We see him now more on the outside of WWE than we do in WWE. So... Let me know what you think about that. Um, 
one thing I want to talk about is the NXT. What's going on with NXT? Because I don't, I'm, I, I don't get it. Um, after seven years, NXT has been a, a commodity on its own, even though it is a developmental system for WWE. Despite Triple H and others uh, disputing that that uh, that uh, piece of logic and perception that fans are putting out, but many people are in favor of NXT more than WWE roster shows, and it showed that way for uh, I would say I, I guess I would say seven years. Even though I've been watching NXT for nine years when they were uh, exodusing from Florida Championship Wrestling to a rebrand of NXT. And NXT, until the network was released, they were basically FCW in WWE. And I was watching those tapings through a special channel and enjoyed it. And I was telling people how great NXT was. And people didn't get it until about maybe the start of 2015. That was when uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Steen became champion beating his friend uh, Sami Zayn. So now NXT is getting a, a reboot, or should I say a rehaul, and the pictures were coming out over the weeks. They changed the logo from the black and yellow to something of an NXT logo with all colors. It looked like something that the cast of In Living Color had put together. Um, I said it that to me this looked like a mix of the inclusion with autism only that you're missing the puzzle piece drawing outline within the logo um, I've seen the composite sketch for the arena and I'm just looking at it like this is not gonna work out because NXT was a developmental promotion it was a grunge type feel Triple H was all over it uh, the Capital Wrestling Center the black and gold in itself, the indie stars that was that was coming in, and now that WWE has stopped doing uh, the pursuit of top indie talent, maybe it's money, maybe it's uh, hype. I don't know what it is, but if WWE wants to go their own way and and breed their own homegrown talent, I'm fine with that. But when you have somebody hot that's running up and down the indie scenes I mean why would you why would you take something why would you see somebody like that and not sign in the WWE so you can get fans over to do so and put them on a the national stage but again is the uh, homegrown talent and rebranding so I don't know I don't know how you're gonna put that together um, and then also on top of that there were rumors and speculative reports that Vince McMahon and company was going to take over NXT and with you know the way that the main roster was going and all their cuts and all their uh, firings and releasing because of quote unquote budget or uh, whatever it is is dooming NXT it was so bad I even looked at on Twitter and RIP NXT was trending so much I said it in my mind, but I didn't want to be pessimistic to put that on social media. I wanted to see where this direction was going. 
and numbers of people just show it out for that trend and it just shows how powerful fans can be and it just makes people chime over to AEW and watch their material because it's so it's so much freedom and it's so much of listening to the fans uh, and being receptive to it so I don't know what to expect in the future so as of this recording it should be the next week or two that NXT is going to have a total reboot apart from not picking up indie talent top indie talent um, they're going to focus more on the guys who are above six feet tall and big and muscular uh, that they're going to make it to stars and it's just a lot of other things so I hope they're successful in doing that but as far as being a professional wrestling fan it's going to piss people off if you're a sports entertainment fan I guess you can go with it let me know if you are a sports entertainment fan and we can um, just enlighten me on certain things on certain aspects or or even your vision of how you see that NXT is going to run so um, after the reports of Vince McMahon uh, taking over NXT I just had learned that Triple H had a cardiac event whether it be a heart attack whether it be uh, whatever it could be I wish we you know we wish him well uh, speedy recovery honestly um, not to joke about that in the medical sense but I hope that the, the proposal of the NXT reboot was that cardiac event but you know that's not funny um but we hope Triple H well you know his vision was there for seven years and it proves how much of a promoter how much of an owner uh, how much of a uh, wrestling entrepreneur and a wrestling mind that Triple H really is I always had said that in the at the helm of WWE we all know that Vince McMahon is not going to let that company go. Vince McMahon is going to die being the owner of WWE. But to say, have Triple H take over the wrestling side of it. Because Vince McMahon, whether you love him or whether you hate him, he's a good, he's a great marketing guy. Despite all the fart jokes, despite all the attitude era shenanigans and the women stripping, taking their clothes off and you know the middle finger of Stone Cold Steve Austin and and uh, the kiss kiss my ass club that Vince McMahon had put out he's a great marketing guy and he's I, I think he's better than uh, former president Donald Trump as far as marketing because he can get people talking all the time about his product you know despite the man being 76 years old and look like he done uh, loads of plastic surgery in the past three years he knows how to market his company. They got on Peacock, as far as the United States are concerned, for a billion dollars uh, distribution. Which to me, that's that's a winner if you own the business, the distribution game. Um, he has done many things now, as far as marketing and uh, direction that you can't deny. So again, even though I can bash WWE all day and all night. I gotta give it its positives of what they can do. And same thing with AEW. AEW is not the perfect company and they have their flaws as well. I remember uh, Ethan Page 
debuted on AEW Dynamite during the pandemic era at Daly's Place, and the audio was overdubbed by Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. Uh, I think it was an NBA All-Star game one year back in the 80s before he passed away. Um, so, again, you know, you got to like what you like. Now, I actually want to talk about what happened after SummerSlam. Before I get to it, I want to talk about the pay-per-view on fight that I didn't hear about as far as reception of fans but I checked it out the weekend, and that was NWA in St. Louis. The NWA 73rd anniversary weekend, Saturday night was an all-women's show called NWA Empower, which was dynamite. It was awesome. It showed women from Impact. It showed women from AEW. It showed women that was in the NWA and other indie promotions banding together and putting on a good show. I want to say great. But the women's uh, battle royal, whatever they call it, as far as the Royal Rumble, uh, since WWE owns that name, they kind of uh, botched up a little bit with Lady Frost with her spot, uh, what she was doing at ringside, and not paying attention to the action. And and one of uh, the, I would say associates of Shinblade, uh, Thunder Kitty, was eliminated, and you never saw that as far as watching it on television. Um, the the event was great. Chelsea Green shined through it despite her injury. She's on Impact. She's on Ring of Honor. Uh, Matt Cardona, you know, being on Impact, her fiance. It's, it, it's just been great as far as how wrestling is being uh, presented to us in this modern day. It reminds us back in the 80s and the 70s where companies were talking, were communicating with each other and trading talent. So if you saw a company, uh, a talent from one company going to the next one, it got you talking, it got you viewing their product, and it brought more audience to said product or to the former product that, um, excuse me, that people were, were watching. So for example, uh, I will say this person's name, um, Layla Hirsch. I've seen her in CZW a couple times. She was in NWA Power when they were running on YouTube, and she's um, she's at she's in AEW right now. And for her to come out and do NWA, and even if she does Impact, is great for me because I get to follow her as a fan and see what she does and enjoy her work. Same thing with Deanna Perrazzo. Same thing with Kiara Hogan, who just left Impact, and she's supposedly a free agent. And I think AEW is going to uh, pick her up. So, uh, it again, these companies working with each other is just awesome. It's what we, as professional wrestling fans, are uh, living for. It's, um, it's a lot of dream matches and a lot of fantasy matches come to life. And right now, with this table of of uh, the many companies that are working together, including New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, NWA, uh, some other companies I can't name, WWE looks like the awkward kid sitting at the cool kids' table because they work with nobody. They probably they they 
they pretty much soaked up Evolve and stopped it from there. So, it, for a professional wrestling fan like myself, it is great to see this happening. Um, I would say WWE is the steel vault door if Tony Khan is the, the forbidden door. And I think WWE working with other companies is probably a greater explosion than CM Punk coming back to wrestling, but I may be wrong. Just the fact that Vincent Mann is opening up the doors for his talent to go elsewhere. So that weekend happened. The next weekend was the Labor Day weekend, which is all out. Now this was taking place in Chicago at the Sears Center. Now it's called the Now Arena, where I went to all out and all in two years straight. And I enjoyed both events, except for the guy pouring, accidentally spilling the drink on me on the floor at All Out. Um, this one is a very, very regrettable event to miss. If I knew personally that All Out 2021 was going to be the way that it was, that it, that it just happened... I would have been one of the first people to buy a ticket and I would have head straight to Schaumburg, Illinois and watched it front to back. I would have been uh, taking videos. I would have been putting on YouTube. Uh, well, not of the event, but just me being there and reactions. And I would just showed you how electric that building is. That building is smaller than the United Center. And I personally think thought that the United Center should have had all out. But that's not for me to decide. So All Out was a slam-tastic event. People are saying this is one of the best events, best pay-per-views in recent years. Uh, all except for the QT Marshall Big Show match, which that turned out to be the popcorn match of the night or the bathroom break match of the night, which not a lot of people interacted with that. Um, the main event I wasn't into. I was into Punk. Seeing Punk and Darby Allen, um, I was into um, the women's title match and uh, a couple of other matches I can't say because I didn't write them down. But the event in itself is worth re-watching. If I was there at the event enjoying it, I would have been here in my own house watching it uh, on replay, just listening to commentary. So what got people talking except for CM Punk returning to to wrestle for the first time were that there were three acquisitions that AEW has made and they were in order they were the former Ruby Riot and Heidi Lovelace who goes by Ruby Solo so Soho excuse me uh, she caused the uh, electric response being in the women's battle royal and she won it last eliminating thunder rosa great way to debut uh no way but to look up for her she was so loved by the wrestling community so that shows you how much the wrestling community cares um after that the, the main event happened kenny omega retained and kenny omega got on the mic and said nobody can take me on unless they're working another company or dead and what do you know Adam Cole baby comes out makes an impact they were teasing him to go to AEW with the rumor mills and wrestle talk 
came out and joined the elite squad, which some of us did not expect because as far as being a BTE uh, person watching the BTE show, and I binged it for about two months when it first started um, because I was I didn't watch all the episodes. They killed him. They killed Adam Cole, and you know, next you know he was in WWE. So he came back. He was part of the squad. Adam Cole became Adam Cole. I did get some of the detractors when they were talking about how Adam Cole should have stood by himself. But what are you going to do? You know, you got to break the walls and say, like, they're friends. They're all friends in real life. So why not? So, lo and behold, you thought Adam Cole was going to be the guy. Oh, yeah, before I get into that, I was so excited that Adam Cole debuted on AEW just because of what the plans were for him and the fact that WWE wanted him to give up his Twitch so he can sign a new contract. And I've been talking all this time about talents having third-party contracts and extra income and being, uh, what do you call it, sociable with their audience, which I did not mind. Only the uh, the characters that are so surreal, you know, like The Undertaker back when he was in his prime, I couldn't get with that. Seeing The Undertaker on the Twitch stream, not with the makeup, not with the shirt, not with the uh, outfit, I couldn't get with that. And Adam Cole is just a normal guy, but he's also a heel in the ring, which we like. But Adam Cole debuting in AEW hit it for me. And lo and behold, that wasn't it. After that, the arena went crazy. This was probably second to Punk. But Brian Danielson returned to professional wrestling and debuted in AEW. And people went nuts. I could not believe it myself. Some of the hints were there with Brian Danielson. That, WWE, uh, that he wanted to work with. New Japan Pro Wrestling and go out there and do a couple shots with them and WWE saying yeah we can give it to you we can give it to you we can give it to you uh, somewhere down the line it didn't happen and he debuted over here so that's more likely the chance of him going to uh, work with other companies like I said at the cool kids table uh, despite his past uh, medical so I don't expect to see him every week on AEW Dynamite and, and with with the chatty patties of the rumor mill were saying that he was supposed to debut in New York in September 22nd at the Arthur Ashe Stadium show, which is highly anticipated, but the whole New York COVID uh, either restri restrictions or verifications, they pushed it up to all out. So I don't know about that. I hope that New York blows the top off the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, as far as that episode of Dynamite is concerned, and I wish to be up there. I'm vaccinated. I have my cards and everything, so nothing's going to stop me uh, if I hit the road and do that. I think it sold out. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm comfortable watching it in my own house and having my my uh, my recept my uh, I can't even say it. 
my receptions and my takeaways from that. So that'll probably be on a few. That will be on a few future episodes of Shy Lounge. Um, yeah, something about AEW stock rising. It, I don't know what is with AEW, but they have a rocket ship tied to their stock and going through the moon. Their shows at the, at the arenas are sold out. There's no tarp. There's no uh, there's no pictures leaking of fans having to move closer and the, the uh, nosebleed seats being topped off, tarped off, or the the uh, the camera, the hard camera side being tarped off. Everybody is filling those arenas because of how AEW is running their company. They're being personal with their fans. They listen to their fans uh, one way or the other. Uh, I've been saying this ever since AEW started with Mika Villas. And this is where it's paying off. And my personal my personal view, uh, view and logic of WWE going against other companies, I think AEW... Is there are the biggest uh, competition aside from WCW twenty something years ago, and my my uh, thoughts are this: I I don't know how I came to this thought, but but in a way it does make little sense of it. For some reason, WWE cannot take intense competition. For some reason. Whether it be uh, people leaving WWF or WCW or WWE people leaving for AEW or not resigning or being released and let go. For some reason, those situations add more fuel to the rival company than WWE is adding fuel for itself. Now, Impact tried to go one-on-one with WWE, but they ultimately failed in the first night. Because not only was, uh, you know, a couple of released WWE stars that was on Impact, but they had Hulk Hogan and friends from his tour that he was making uh, that past year. And then plus, you put Impact Wrestling on the same night on a Monday, whereas on WWE Raw, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart made up after 12 plus years of the Montreal screw, screw job. So it in itself is ultimately going to go to where pe- where the money is. Now, with the Wednesday night wars, which I claim to be fake and only real towards the fans, and there are some spots in the front office of both companies that it was actually happening. Um you know, it got to the point where NXT moved from Wednesday to Tuesday because USA was supposed to have a hockey deal. Was supposed to have a deal with the NHL, NHL which didn't fall, didn't come together. Um, AEW was moving all over because of the NBA playoffs uh, that were happening. And it was really, really shaky. And people thought that NXT was going to beat AEW. And it turns out that AEW was slaughtering NXT in the ratings. Some people were coming out and saying that, well, NXT is a developmental company. That, that may be true, but NXT was the hottest product coming out of WWE. So I never saw NXT as a developmental product when they went against AEW because the wrestling 
and the interactions were the same. They bought you in your own house or into the arenas to watch the shows and get, get you talking about it. Who talked more about WWE than Raw or uh, SmackDown? Nobody taught Raw or SmackDown more than NXT. Number one, because they were going against AEW. So now that NXT moved to Tuesdays, now people are comparing ratings from AEW Dynamite to WWE Raw. Which I kind of think is a bit unfair because now WWE SmackDown is the premier show after Fox dumped a, a whole lot of cash on WWE and Fox and, and, um, and you know, when, when WWE SmackDown debuted, they had a, red, a blue carpet and all that. So they're putting all their talents on SmackDown to combat that. Raw is still being a crap show as it is. But... You know, people are still watching it, so WWE's number one. We're still going to say that. But after uh, All Out, the legendary Mick Foley, as opinionated as he is and thoughtful as he is as well, because Mick Foley is not one to throw jabs unless it really means something, he got on a video and said, WWE, we got a problem. Now, from the mind of Mick Foley, I listened to it and I definitely agree with him. Because Mick Foley is a WWE guy, so they say, even though Mick Foley is a contract, I would say he's a contract employee. He's more of an independent contractor. He's going to go where the best deals are made or within his conscience that he feels that he's going to go. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. But he's also uh, one of those guys who will talk professional wrestling more than sports entertainment. So he said, "WWE, we got a prop. We we have a problem, and you know, being at WWE is still the number one company wrestling company in the world, let alone the United States. It's apparent because WWE are doing inconsistent storylines. They're." They're instructing their wrestlers uh, not to become transparent with their fans. If if a wrestler has COVID, they can't tell them they have COVID. If a wrestler is having medical uh, conditions that they can't let out, they can't tell them that either. So the, the wrestler, i.e. talent, is off TV with no reason, no rhyme or reason, and leaving fans, especially the fans of that character and person, confused. It happened with Keith Lee. We were wondering what was going on. And honestly, if Keith Lee were to get on social media and say what was going on with him, we would have prayed for him a long time ago. But instead, Keith Lee was off TV for a certain reason. He was supposed to be United States champion. It went to uh, Matt Riddle. And we just didn't know anything. We knew hi to hair Keith Lee. We just said, we just said his, uh, his main roster call up. It was trash. We wanted to see Keith Lee of the independents that would make us follow him to the WWE main roster. Uh, same thing with uh, Killer Cross, the NXT champion being on Raw, uh, being on Raw, losing to Jeff Hardy in two minutes, even though it's Jeff Hardy. Uh, being, but he's also a monster in NXT, which did not add up. So there was a lot of things within that. Um, People blame Vince McMahon for everything. 
I have shifted my attention from Vince McMahon mostly onto Nikon because the executive that Vince McMahon hired, at least if you hear his podcast interviews or his interviews that he's doing, the man knows nothing about wrestling. He knows a lot about business. Whatever's in the red, cut it, it's dead, it's gone. But he knows nothing about wrestling. Uh, he can't give you a straight answer on anything. If anybody is uh, in the red pushing ratings down, they're gone. They're cut from WWE. They got to re rehash the character or uh, reintroduce their character. And that makes fans confused. Even if the people are... If the people are making a lot of merchandise from the website, which I don't get why Bray Wyatt was released, because Bray Wyatt to me was top five in the merchandise category, meaning people kept pouring money into WWE just to buy his stuff. So anyway, uh, I hope he goes to Impact because of the, the uh, tapings and you know the the uh, segments that Sue Young is doing with Kimberly now. She's in that world. Uh, they're amazing with that. So again, I agree with Mick Foley with his comments. And, um, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to say WWE sucks and I hope they go out of business. I hope they go on the ground. But I just want WWE to do better. Because WWE, despite being the number one company in the world... I want WWE to at least put themselves in a position where AEW is just some junior league company and they don't worry about them. And that's how that's what you do when you're on top. I get frustrated seeing Baltimore Ravens play because the Ravens play down to whatever t uh, level the team is instead of dominating them. You never saw Tom Brady of uh, the Patriots and the Buccaneers do that. When they got on the field, they wanted to dominate all over. So why can't WWE do that? I don't know. I'm not in front office. I would like to know. Uh, I'm not an insider. I just give my opinions on the shtick. But all in all, I love that wrestling, professional wrestling companies are working to together across the board. They're listening to each other. They're talking to each other. Talent is coming in from one company to the next. It is a great great unity within us fans and that's where it should be so if you like one company you can always go to another company and see what your uh, favorite talent is doing and the same likewise but I always say like what you like and that be it you don't have to go on social media and complain oh man did you see impact I hate it blah 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 oh man did you see AEW I hate it blah 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 Focus on the takeaways of what you got from those shows. You know, I watched Dynamite the other week and blah, 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 blah. I watched Impact and blah, 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 blah. I watched Ring of Honor and blah, 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 blah. And it brings more conversation to the table. Just got to get that negativity out. And for those people who want to be stands in those companies, fine. You can be a stand. You're just missing out on other things. That's the negative part. So anyway, uh, I just came to round out this uh, list that I had for you. It's going to be, be uh, revisited soon once uh, Mika Villas comes back or once I get with Operation Joe and Davino 
uh, to get their takes on it. I have had a conversation with them via DMs and phone calls, and um, I really want them to make their presence known because, number one, I don't speak for them. Um, you know, and they're such exciting people uh, to put on a podcast. Um, I enjoy their company. And if you are that person who knows Shinblade and wants to be part of the podcast, I'll put you on too. If you wanted to, if you're uh, a knowledgeable wrestling fan, you have your your logic, your insights, whatever have you. I will put you on Shy Lounge. You will be a special guest of mine. I don't close the door for anybody. I guess Shy Lounge is the open door, but I got to be a reputable brand name in order to have that uh, that that uh, brand name or moniker underneath my podcast. So you know. It's still an open door. So I am glad for that. Uh, shout out to my man, uh, Jamar. I keep running into him a lot in Baltimore. He went out to SummerSlam, enjoyed his weekend. Uh, I like to get more into that, even though SummerSlam is of the past. Um, just a lot of people to talk about. So if you want to reach me, my, my email is shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. Just send me uh, whatever you thought about this episode or past episodes. Um, hit me up on Facebook. That's me with the, uh, in Chicago with the Washington Capitals shirt in front of Pro Wrestling Tees. If you want to see me on Twitter, uh, just see me at Sensational One S H I N. Just S H I N. I can't even. I can't even talk. Just look me up on Shinblade on on Twitter. And on uh, Instagram under S H I N S A T I O N A L O N E, and just tell me what you think. I'm I'm always open to have conversations of logic. If you're gonna give me the WWE sucks or AEW sucks or this company better than another company, I don't want to hear it. So if you have like a general discussion topic and conversation, please. Uh, come forth and I'm willing to sit down we can trade ideas maybe something that you have that I've never even thought of of an idea you never know so anyway if you want to reach out to me hit me up at those links check out the links of this episode uh, and the information but for now I'm going to go I had to keep it short for myself since I'm flying solo uh, I am the sensational one, Shinblade, and I wish you well. Stay cool, mask up, vaccinate, keep yourself on the up and up, uh, wash your hands, wash your ass, whatever, you know, just keep your hygiene in check because COVID's still a thing. So I'm wrapping this show up. I'm going to play me some Avengers or some Hitman. Hit me up. Peace.